Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the fear of being hungry because when you wanna lose weight, you gotta know that you are going to have this fear. It's gonna be there, I promise you. And so you gotta figure out how you're gonna deal with it because that fear of being hungry is intense feeling, right? How actual it is is another story and that's where we wanna start here because this really is such a great example of understanding the difference between logical approach to weight loss and the subconscious approach to weight loss. I mean, logically you can say, I'm in America, of course I'm not gonna starve, but emotionally it feels like you're gonna starve. And so it's a real intense fear that you've got to deal with. You can't just say, oh, that's stupid. I'm, of course I'm not gonna starve. Your brain and body don't feel that way. They start freaking out and we need to deal with this, okay? So when you feel this fear, the first step we wanna do in, in dealing with it is to understand it. Okay, so a lot of times you're gonna think, okay, I'm gonna eat less or I'm gonna skip something. And then they say, well, yeah, but I'm gonna be hungry. And you'll start to feel this anxiety. That's normal, it's natural. Sit with it, okay? Don't freak out about it, don't try and ignore it, don't fight against it, sit with it. What do I say to myself? What do I feel when I anticipate eating less here and how that's gonna affect me earlier? How am I thinking about the hunger? Because I'll tell you how you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it very dramatically, right? Your amygdala is just blasting off. So, oh no, we're gonna be hungry, right? So we, we get into this mode where we're self-defense eating because we're so scared we're gonna be hungry. And uh, of course, you know, being hungry is not the, the end, end all be all, but it's a emotion that will drive us to eat uh, more than we need to. So we gotta deal with this. So the first step is being present with it. Be present with the hunger, be present with the fear of being hungry. And so you start off saying, okay, if I'm hungry, I can eat something. Um, but that's not enough either. We need to know exactly what we're going to eat. So this is step two, right? So the first step is you're kind of, you're, you're aware of it. You're aware of this fear that you're going to be hungry. Sit with it, right? Again, it's irrational. You're going to feel like it's irrational. And you're going to want to just like, well, that's stupid. Don't do that. Sit with it. And the next step is have a plan for if you get hungry, I will eat this. Don't just say, if I get hungry, I'll eat something. We don't want to leave it open-ended because if you leave it open-ended, you kind of set yourself up to start thinking about all the different foods you could eat. When you make it specific, like, well, if I get hungry, then I'll have a banana. If I get hungry, I'll have an apple. That's a great, great strategy, um, especially if we're talking about snacks, you know? So it's like breakfast, you're eating a little less than normal, lunch, you're eating less than normal, dinner, you're eating less than normal. You start freaking out that, well, I'm going to be hungry though. It's okay if I get hungry, I'll drink some water, eat a banana and apple, and I'll see where I'm at, okay? That's a much clearer description for your mind to grab onto, and it settles it down a bit. It calms it down. Because again, what we're looking to do here, as usual, um, feelings of stress and freaking out and fear and feelings of feeling calm and relaxed are a huge component of you successfully losing weight and keeping it off forever. And so, again, we want to be aware of it. We want to give ourselves specific uh, ideas. And ultimately what we're looking to do is we're looking to structure our eating so that we understand what our, our hunger is going to typically be. Okay. So what I mean by that is that a lot of times people just eat, uh, on autopilot, right? You just kind of subconsciously eat. Now you got patterns to it. Um, but you know what you're going to do. And so all of a sudden when you want to change up how you're eating in order to lose weight or to improve your health, it's an unknown. Right? You say, well, you used to eat. You're not going to do that anymore. You're going to eat this new way. But a lot of times our new way of eating is really saying, oh, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not, no more ice cream, no more cookies, no more carbs. Right? But now we say, well, what the hell am I going to eat? And if we, our brain doesn't have something it can kind of anticipate and expect coming up, it's going to magnify those feelings of fear. 
uh, when you get hungry. So it's very important that you start to plan out your, your meals. Ideally, you want to have breakfast, lunch, dinner. If you want to have snacks, that's fine too. Again, make them healthy, optimize them. But you really want to, in an ideal world where you're aiming at, is you want to have your breakfast, lunch, and dinner figured out so that you know what you're going to eat and you know that eating this breakfast satisfies me till lunch. Eating this lunch satisfies me till dinner. Eating this dinner satisfies me until breakfast tomorrow morning. Now, this takes a little bit of trial and error, okay? So it's not about, again, we're, we got to get out of the diet mindset where you think day one you're going to start perfect. It's not that so much as it is figuring out what works for you. Which foods, which breakfast can you eat, which is easy to make, somewhat enjoyable, fits in your calorie ranges that you know satisfies you to lunch? Well, you're going to have to try some different things. You're going to experiment. But eventually you're going to figure out, and again, we all have a certain amount of variety we need as well. But eventually you're going to have those meals figured out so that you can know, okay, breakfast tomorrow I'm going to eat this. And I know that satisfies me till lunch. At lunch I'm going to eat this. I know that satisfies me till dinner. And once you have that down, that fear starts to disappear. And that makes weight loss much, much easier. But again, it takes a little bit of time to figure out what works for you. Okay, so in the meantime, work on relaxing. Work on becoming aware of that fear and sitting with it and being present with it. Work on coming up with alternatives. If you get hungry, I will eat this, be specific, and then work to create meals that do satisfy your hunger so that you know and believe that you're going to be able to eat breakfast to get to lunch, lunch to get to dinner, dinner to get to the following breakfast. And once you've done all those things, you are going to be in a completely different space with your weight loss than you've ever been. And I wish you the best. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them about food fears or anything. Anything. Um, hey, what's up, Vicky? Uh, oh, Vicky. I, yeah, I was just about to email you. I, I got to be a little... I'm going to email you anyways just in case... Well, I see you're here, but make sure you hear this. Um, I'm going to be a half hour late. I, I forgot about a whole other thing I've got going on. Um, so I'm sorry about that, but it'll be a half hour. But, but half hour is better than nothing, right? Um, so sorry about that. Uh, good morning, Francis. Let's see here. Let's scroll down because TikTok puts a bunch of stuff here now. <laughs> Making me crazy. All right. Got all the questions up. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. And I will answer them. I was late today. I've been doing 12 o'clock for a while. Today was a little, uh, today was a little off. Oh, I got to get you the link too, Vicky. I will get you that as well. I do that right now because <laughs> it's a busy day. It's turning out to be a busy day for me, but uh, here I am. Better late than never for the calls too, right? I like doing noon. What should what weight should a five six woman be? Um, Hannah, you should be the weight you want to be at. Great question though, okay? Because this is really important. There is no there is no shoulds, right? There's the weight you want to live at, and how do you decide your your? <laughs> yeah, busy is good, right? For sure, for sure. Um, your your goal weight, right? Let's talk about that for a second because I feel like a lot of times people start off on the wrong foot, you know, in terms of their weight loss because they're picking a number. Oh, I want to weigh when I was 18. I want to weigh when I weigh when I got married, when I lost the weight on Weight Watchers. That's what I want to weigh. And it's like, or I want to weigh what the BMI chart tells me, what my doctor said, or what someone told me to weigh. So I would never tell you what you should weigh because everyone's weight is personal and individual. And based on which weight's going to give you the best quality of life, okay? So we can't just choose a number. We can't just choose a weight because your weight doesn't live in a vacuum. You've got to live and eat a certain way in order to achieve that weight. And so we got to take that into account. 
And so which weight, where's the sweet spot though of how you live and eat and what your weight is? We want to find the sweet spot where you get the best quality of life out of how you're eating and living and you're at the weight that you want to be at that gives you the best health, the best, the way you want to look, the way you want to feel. All right. And so you got to figure that out. So in your life, what weight have you been happiest at? If you can reference that. Um, and if you don't have that in your back pocket, if there hasn't been a weight that you've lived that consistently been happy with, then you start to, you can go five pounds down at a time. Okay. Start five pounds down. See how you feel. I'll go five down more and eventually kind of figure it out. But I couldn't sit here. What, 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 what would I say? Right. You know, again, you can use a BMI chart as a reference point, you know, as a starting point, but ultimately you got to figure out what weight you want to live at. And again, you have to take into account how you're going to eat and live in order to achieve that weight. Again, just to drive that point home, let me give you an example. Um, I've been the same weight now for 30 years, but about 12 years ago, I, I put 25 pounds on. And that is because I moved into a house we re completely were redoing. Um, I had a child who didn't sleep. Uh, so I was exhausted. I was running a business. So it was a very stressful, tiring time of my life. And so I put 25 pounds on. I took 15 pounds off, but I raised my goal weight by 10 pounds because I took into context the situation I was in. You see? So I don't just pick a weight. I pick a weight relative to what's going on in my life, right? And, and that was an extreme time. But during that time for me to keep those other 10 pounds down felt a lot harder than it is now. My weight is, my goal weight's gone back down to originally where it was because now life's kind of balanced out and it's, it's, I'm in a better place. But I say that to you just to, to say that there is no just like, just pick a number. I, I can't stand that because you have to give that, that weight that you want to live at more context and you need to see the bigger picture of it. So I hope that helps you out. Um, how to overcome uh, binge eating disorder. Uh, I don't work with like eating disorders and binge eating, anorexia, things like that. Um, but what I will tell you in terms of binge eating when it's not actually a disorder. So kind of like, you know, obviously people who struggle with weight, they're binge eating. Um, to some degree. Uh, but what I always say when it comes to binge eating is, is kind of two triggers typically uh, of binge eating. The first one is that you're over restricting, right? So if you find yourself binging on food or eating too much, a lot of times, first off, is we want to understand what's, what's causing it, okay? So we don't want to just stop it, right? Because if you don't understand what's causing it, how are you going to stop it? We just use willpower and I'm not going to do it. But there's a reason you're doing it, I believe. And so the first thing I would look at is, are you over restricting? You know, if you're over restricting and you're getting yourself so hungry, then you're getting around food and you can't control yourself. Well, it's because you're over restricting. Um, I, I have rarely seen people that are starving themselves to lose weight that work long term. You can't fight against every cell of your body. You can't fight against all your senses um, when they get obsessed with food because you're starving yourself. So I would rather you manage your hunger, you know, and yeah, you're going to have to, you're gonna feel a slight level of hunger to lose weight. That's the feeling of weight loss. Okay. But we don't, you've got to make the distinction between a slight level of hunger and an extreme level of hunger. If you're extremely hungry, I, I just don't see, A, how that's going to work, but B, that's a shitty quality of life, okay? Um, so the first thing is, are you over-restricting? The second thing is, what's going on emotionally? A lot of times what's leading to overeating is some emotion that you don't know how to deal with or don't want to deal with. Um, it could be anything. It could be sadness, depression, anger, stress, uh, any kind of negative emotion that you don't know how to deal with or don't want to deal with. And so you use the food as a way to kind of distract yourself from it or make yourself feel better for a moment. And that might lead to overeating, okay? So I would start with those two things and kind of take it from there. Hannah says, I'm currently at 122. I feel like it's a healthy lifestyle. I lost 36 pounds. Great job, Hannah. Yeah, again, I mean, 122, I, 
great. I, I mean, I, great, great job losing 36 pounds. I think that's great. Whether 122 is the right weight or not. Again, don't, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, this is up for you to decide, but who the hell's ever going to tell you what you should weigh? You, you know what I mean? Like, like they don't, it's up to you. And if you feel healthy, if you feel good, then I think that's great. And honestly, so we just kind of talk about binging disorder and in, in the eating disorder thing. I think sometimes this is a, is a, a beginning of it as well, where you just think, if you just think that number on a scale is going to make you happy or is some magical thing, it's not, you know? And, and so we have to realize that the number is just a means to an end. The weight's just a means to an end. And so it's not about just a number on a scale. It's about how do we feel? How are we living? You know? And when we take all that into account, I think it's easier to figure out the weight that's right for us. We can't just look at a number of scale. I mean, if you're just a number on a scale, it doesn't automatically make everything great. We all know this. Right. And so we got to take, we got to zoom out, look at the big picture. Where do I feel best? Where am I thriving at? Where, what weight am I at when I'm the best version of myself? What weight am I at? But in that order, you know, at not, not at what weight will I be the best version? No, that doesn't define it. It's where, when I'm at my best, when I'm relaxed, calm, flowing, you know, with my eating and how I'm living, um, where's my weight at, you know, and, and that's the best me. So I, that's how I go about it. But great job losing 36 pounds. That's quite an accomplishment. Uh, what's up, Jody? LL going to have to do the rehearsal. I'll be on the call today just listening. Um, yeah, super, super. I got down to 113, but felt as if my quality of life was horrible. Well, great, Hannah. Okay. I, again, it's it, not not great that your quality of life was horrible, but but great that you realize that. You see what I mean? Like, it's not, the, the weight, it, it doesn't make anything. It, weight is like money, right? It's a means to an end. And so you could have a certain amount of money. You say, oh, okay, well, if I have that much money, I'll be happy. Well, what if you're making your money by, you know, stealing from old people? You know what I mean? Like that's a shitty quality of life, right? That's not what you want. We want to find a way where the weight is, we feel good. And you know, we got to take into account the quality of life. I find a lot of people choosing a weight that's so low, they're not willing to live and eat at that level. You know what I mean? Like, so they're choosing a really low weight, but in order to live at that weight, they'd have to eat 800 calories a day, right? And that's miserable. And, and you don't want to do that, which is why you're not doing it, you see? And so there's no magical number on a scale that's just going to fix everything and make everything amazing. You're going to, what really is going to impact you more is how you're living day to day, what you're reading, how you're living your life. That's going to have a bigger impact on you than the weight on a, the number on a scale. Now we start taking into account your emotions, how you feel mentally, emotionally, physically. And I think that's how you... You don't even know your goal weight. You can start with an idea, but you you zero in on it and you, and you figure it out, you know, by exactly what you've done, Hannah. So I think I think you know the answer already. So start trusting in yourself, right? Because you're the one that's got the experience with your own body, with your own, what you need to do to weigh 113, to weigh 122, what it feels like. And it feels like you're right there, you know? And so now it, you go to work on really mastering the process. How do I really master being at 122? If that's the number you choose, how do I master living there? right? Um, meaning, how can I make it so that it's easier, more enjoyable, more automatic? You know, how do I really master that ability to stay there, you know, so that it's just natural and automatic for me? Um, Morgan says, I have to drop like 69 pounds. Yeah, okay. Um, is it bad to have a range? Like if I were to say 120, 125? No, great question, Hannah. No, no, no. You've got to have a range. Okay, I believe you've got to have a range because if you use the scale every day, what you'll quickly realize is that you um, you, you have a range automatically. You're, you're not you don't live at one weight. Your weight, my weight, fluctuated at a max five pounds in twenty four hours, but pretty consistently two three pounds. You know, it would be a fluctuation. So what I always did is I I had the low weight as my anchor point, right? So maybe I'd say like one twenty two, but I would recognize. 
it's 122 to 127. And if I started to get to like 128, that's when I'd say, okay, let me dial things in, let me focus here, okay? And I always kept that five pound, and that's what I recommend to people. But again, you choose the range that works for you. But yes, think in a range, but think the, again, you can do it however you want. But I like to pick, like I would say 122 is my, my low rate, and I'm gonna check myself. I get to 128, I'll put the, you know, I'll focus in and I'll get it back down. I wanna be in the middle of there. You know, but but that's how I think of it. And so, yes, but you've got to have a range because if you just think one pound, you're going to freak yourself out because you're going to scale and one day. It's going to be, you know, 124. Oh, my God. But that's normal because you might get on the next day without doing anything. You might be back to 122. You know, our weight does fluctuate. So you've got to take that into account. That's why I think having a range is so valuable. Um, I need to drop like 60 pounds. Um, you know, here's another thing, too. I'll just do this little language lesson here. What's up, Karen? You... Uh, you don't need to lose 60 pounds, right? You want to lose 60 pounds. That, that languaging is very important because um, we tend to fight against things that we need to do or have to do, right? Because we feel like we're being forced to do them. And the truth is that you could live the rest of your life at the weight you're at, you know? Um, but you would like to, you would like to live 60 pounds lighter. And once you start framing this as something you want to do because and you start developing that concept and that way of looking at it, what happens is you bring a whole different motivation into the process. One of, of being pulled towards your goal, of wanting to reach that goal, as opposed to feeling like there's someone forcing you to do it, right? So anyways, just a little, little tip there. Um, Heather's Manjuro journey. Nothing helped me with weight loss because of a metabolic disorder that Manjuro has fixed down 60 pounds. Um, I mean, Manjaro doesn't really fix metabolic disorders, um, right? It, it kind of, it helps, uh, it puts more insulin into your body, you know, and, and it helps with the food noise in some weird way. Um, but what, what ended up happening is you probably started consuming less calories, right? Because you had, your appetite went down. So you started eating less and now you started losing weight. Okay, so I think that's important to understand because if people think you can't lose weight because you have insulin resistance, metabolic disorder, uh, thyroid issues, hormone issues, menopause, uh, you can still lose weight, okay? And so th those medications help because they, they affect the appetite signaling. Um, but there's other ways to do that even as well. But, but you didn't lose the weight because you ate the same amount but started taking Monjuro and now you just started losing weight. You started taking Monjuro, your appetite went down, you started eating less and now you lost weight. That, that's very important to recognize that. Um, Morgan says, I do not feel good. Um, yeah, because you want to drop to 60 pounds. I get that. Obesity and stress caused me two heart attacks by 49. Holy moly. Um, holy cow. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're on this new path, okay? Good job, right? Good Lord. But, but you do make a good point, though, in, in terms of mentioning the stress, right? So because in my, my view, it's never just enough with the weight. And a lot of times, I believe the weight is kind of a symptom of a deeper problem. For a lot of people, it's stress, right? Or, or just emotional things that you don't know how to deal with, so you use the food to kind of deal with them um but uh yeah that, that's really interesting so i, I hope yeah I, I, again i'm here to support you you know using the medications is not what i recommend as a first thing but everyone's in their own path and journey you know and so i'm here to support whatever path and journey you're on whether it's using medicines or, or stomach you know surgeries or whatever you want to do I'm here to help you. Um, you know, most of my clients are, you know, people that aren't using those methods, but I even have pro people in the program that are on Zempix, Monjuro's, um, while they learn the, the mental strategies to control things. But good job, Heather. 60 pounds down, that, that's got to make you feel a little bit better. Um, that, that's, that's tough.
And um, yeah, Hannah says, thank you for all your knowledge and education. I have reframed my mindset from a diet to a lifestyle. All right, Hannah, I'm really happy to hear that. That's why I do this. I started paying attention to how foods make me feel. Yeah, right? It's amazing when you start doing that because, you know, it's what I like to say to my clients is it's not about, you really have to stop focusing on the weight loss and start focusing on feeling better. And if you start focusing on feeling better, you will probably lose weight automatically. And if you start feeling better and you still focus on the weight loss piece, it's going to be a lot easier for you to lose weight because you have a much more solid foundation now. So that is awesome, Hannah. That, that's, a, that's a process that's really going to help you. Um, I have hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. The medication and weight loss improved my heart function from 37 to 42%. That's super. Yeah, losing weight, I mean, especially if you're obese, folks, I mean, losing weight usually will improve all your health markers, right? So um, thin and healthy is a real thing. You know, weight loss is, is always, almost always associated with improved health markers. Um, what are the positive and negative effects of dieting? Um, I mean, I, I am such an anti-dieter that, that, you know, what are the positive effects of dieting? I guess short-term weight loss, you know, at best, you know, um, but oh boy, the negative effects of dieting, I, I think are just like how much time you got, <laughs> you know, I'm so against dieting. Uh, and it's just the norm for most people because dieting is just, it's just been in our faces our whole lives, you know, millions of dieting messages constantly. And so we now think about weight loss in terms of dieting. And so, yeah, the worst parts of dieting, in my opinion, are mindset-based, you know, that, that you think like a dieter. You think about weight loss as a short-term temporary thing you're going to do, you know, just to lose the weight. And um, so I think that framing is the most, the worst part, because again, I think your mindset's the most important thing affecting your weight. I think your mindset's more important than your hyperthyroidism, your menopause, your insulin resistance, your hormonal issues, your Hashimoto's, your PCOS. I think your mindset's more important than any of it, you know? Um However, <laughs> there's also physical effects too. And I think the physical effects of, of crash dieting, you know, make these drastic shifts and changes in your diet. Um, I think those are harmful physically as well. But again, I think the mindset uh, negatives are, are, are worse than any of it. And so, um, yeah, I don't see much positives about dieting. If I did, I would tell you, if there was a great diet out there, I'd tell you to do it. Um, it which isn't to say that some of them have some good ideas of it. I think they all have good aspects to them. Like I think... Intermittent fasting's got its place. Keto, I don't really buy into that, but I think the idea of cutting refined carbs down makes a lot of sense. Um, protein's more satiating, so adding that into your diet if you don't have much of it is, is good. Um, so e each diet has its positives, you know, but I think it's the whole, all of those positives are packaged into a diet mindset. And I think it's that diet mindset that is just so, so harmful, you know, ultimately. So th that's kind of my thoughts on that. Um, would you say that's step number one, just starting with foods and how they make you feel? I feel lost. Oh, yeah, Morgan. Well, well Morgan, um, what I would suggest first off, if you're not in my world is, and this is for anyone, go to my bio, click the link, and get the hypnosis session I give you. Okay, it's a 10-minute session. It's called the New Thin Me. It's a kickstart session. So it's designed to motivate you by helping you clarify and connect to your goal weight, your dream body. And it's a different type of motivation than you're used to because – Morgan, tell me if it's true. Like you're just, you're in your head always beating yourself up. You're pissed at yourself for not fixing your weight. You're mad for yourself for the position you put yourself into. You're just always mad at yourself and pissed off at yourself. Why don't I do it? You're always thinking about it. This is different. You know, you'll, you'll get to just take a break from that shit for a minute and just feel good. And you'll find after listening to that session, you will naturally make better, healthier choices for a little while. You know, and if you listen to it a couple times, that, that, that'll maintain. 
Um, but then the most important thing is right after you sign up for that, I give you a training, three steps to master your weight. This'll, this'll help you feel found. You won't feel lost. You'll have a, a clear step understanding of how to approach this, right? Um, but starting with, with, with foods and how they make you feel is also a great point. If you got into the habit of five minutes after you finish eating, just taking a second and noticing, how do I feel physically, mentally, emotionally? You know, that, that's also very helpful as well. Um, but let me break it down even more specific, uh, is I always call this the, the worst and first strategy. Um, if you want to break it down even more is that you can, what's your worst eating habit that shows up daily or weekly multiple times, your worst eating habit and your first meal of the day. So the worst eating habit you go to work on fixing that. Okay. And you start by understanding it. When's it happening? What's going on? Where's my hunger at? Where are my moods at? What's happening with this worst eating habit? that is making it happen? Do I not have better options available? Am I getting too hungry? Am I getting emotional and then just saying, ah, shit, I don't give it, I don't care. Start to understand your worst eating habits and then seek to find solutions based on all that information you gather. Um, and then simultaneously, if you're really motivated, you can focus on your, your first meal of the day, work on optimizing that, make it as healthy as possible, make it easy to make, Make it in your calorie ranges, your nutrient ranges. You want to make it as nutrient dense and variety as much as possible. Make it as healthy as you can possibly make it. Your first meal of the day. And um, that'll, that'll get you going. So he says, I'm worried I might be getting hypothyroidism, LOL, as my TSS, TSH is a mess. Um, I don't know what to do, though. Um, well, I'll say this to you, Sophie. I say this to everyone who's dealing with any sort of physical issue, insulin-resistant menopause, hormone issues, thyroid issues, is, and this is part of the program yourself, then approach is really this lifestyle piece. I think this is so important and it's so overlooked when it comes to weight loss. Most people just want to cut the calories down. Um, I think the lifestyle piece is crucial for everyone, but especially people that have a physical challenge. And so the lifestyle piece in order of importance is proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. As you start to integrate these into your body and your lifestyle, you start to a lot of times... Because like when we have a physical challenge, right, we got negative effects of some physical thing that's going on. So we can't just focus on the calories. We need to counteract that with some in some way. And this lifestyle approach does that. OK, um, literally. Right. So if you get more sleep and, and again, I list those in order of importance. So I'd start with sleep. God damn it. Um, Uh, I have another camera. It doesn't matter. You guys don't care. I have another camera. It's, it's on the fritz. Man, this camera lasts me a year. Anyways, anyways, so it's like, yeah, so if you start focusing on sleep alone, you get more sleep, that affects your hormones and, and your appetite and how you, your metabolism, how you're processing food. Um, your hydration levels do, your relaxation levels do, what you're nourishing yourself with, you know? So again, that's where I would start um, in, in, in that order, focusing on them. Um, yeah, antsy and endocrinologist. <laughs> I always assume that's something that someone would, you would have done already, but yeah, obviously go see your doctor as well. Um, I want to lose 10 pounds, but I have a bad habit of snacking at night before bed recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Uh, it's, um, yeah. So, so again, what you do first off, what you want to do, right. Is you just want to just stop eating at night. You know, that's what everyone wants to do. Like, okay, I want to lose weight. I'm just going to stop my bad habit. Um, I don't think that's a good strategy. I think a better strategy is to pay attention to what's going on when I eat at night. Where Again, where's my hunger at? Where's my emotions at? 
Um, usually those are big, big drivers. Now, sometimes we just have a habit, right? Okay, it's, it's nighttime. I'm about to go to bed. Time to eat. You know, we just Pavlovian. We just link it together. Um, but we have to know that first, right? We have to know what's going on, right? You're starving yourself all day and now you get hungry at night. Well, okay, that's a different solution than, oh, I got, I start feeling real emotional at night and I'm going to go to bed and I'm worried, I'm worried about something and now I start thinking about it. So I eat to kind of take my mind off that. You know what I mean? Like there are reasons why you're doing it or it's just a habit. Oh, it's just, this is what I do, you know? And, um, and then there's different solutions for that. So the first thing we need to understand is what's going on. So again, what, mo- what everyone wants to do with a diet is just want to stop the bad habit. But what I would suggest, and I've seen work way better, is understand the bad habit. And when the more you understand it, the more elegant your solution can be, you know, that, that you implement um, and come up with. So, uh, yeah, I, that's how I would focus on that. Now, I'll give you other, I'll, I'll go a little more specific. There's three, the three R's of weight loss you could apply to this, right? So you got a habit of snacking at night before bed. So there's three approaches, ultimately. There's the one everyone wants to do as a diet or just remove, just stop doing it. Okay, well, that's one option. If you can do it, great. You've probably already tried that. hasn't worked. So we got the other two, reduce, replace. So whatever you're typically eating, you can eat less of it. See how that feels? Um, so something that works is, I don't know, let's just eat a bag of chips every night. You could eat half the bag and then drink a glass of water and get used to that and then cut that half down. You know what I mean? So, so reducing is helpful um, or replacing. Instead of the chips, I'm gonna have an apple. You know, and maybe that works for you. So again, the point is you test it out. We don't want to go, the dieter idea is, oh, I'm just going to stop eating at night. Okay, you're doing it for a reason and you're going to stop yourself, but you're going to start freaking out. It's going to be stressful and you probably won't keep it up. You you already know you should just stop it and you tried it, but um, that hasn't worked. So again, understand that you have other options and instead of going into this as like with your willpower hammer, so, no, no more bad habit. Instead of say, well, let me understand this habit. What's going on? I want to I want to work with myself. I want to honor myself. I'm a smart, good person. I don't want to eat at night anymore because I want to drop 10 pounds. Let me figure out the easiest, best way to do this. You know, it's a different attitude. So I would suggest that way. Um, Vicky said, I used to see gratitude as an airy, fairy type of thing. Now it's integral to my weight loss process. And this is true because I work with Vicky and uh, she is telling the truth here. And a lot of people do, you know, you can't feel grateful and like, super negative emotion at the same time. It's hard, you know? And you're in this place now, if you've been struggling with your weight for a long time, you're probably in this place where you're not grateful. You're not grateful for your body. You're not grateful for yourself. You're not grateful for your life, you know? Because you're so pissed at yourself. You're so pissed at your situation. You're so pissed at your body that there is no gratitude. And it's that being pissed off and angry that's leading to a lot more unhealthy eating behaviors. And when you start to replace that being pissed off and angry and mad at yourself with gratitude that in and of itself starts to reduce a lot of the unhealthy eating because you don't have that energy behind it. You know, again, program yourself in. This is all about preventative, preventative approaches to mastering your weight. You know, we don't want to just deal with the problem with willpower and fighting against it. We want to resolve it. You know, again, just to put it another way, a lot of times people are just focusing on the symptoms instead of what's causing the pro- those symptoms in the first place. We want to go to the core problem and resolve that. You know, what do they say? An ounce of, um, what was it like? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I always say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of willpower. It's way more energy efficient to prevent the problem in the first place than it is to fight against it once it's there. And so the only way we can do that, though, is understanding the problem in a deeper way, which dieters never do because they just want to fight against it. No more bad habit. You know, it's like, that ain't going to work, you know? And so gratitude is a very, again, you say, well, gratitude, weight loss, how is that going to help me? It does. It does. And the more you practice gratitude, 
yo, magically it's just a laser to lose weight. You know, it's funny like that. Um, first 20 pounds down mindset shift has been absolutely key. I cannot thank you enough. That's awesome. I know Vicky, the 20 pounds down, uh, Vicky, I, I swear is going to be one of my greatest success stories. Um, cause she's super smart. So she's able to articulate her journey and what a journey it's been, <laughs> but you're able to articulate in a very unique way. And, and that's part of why I say that you're right. A bit lonely and not hungry. Thank you for your advice. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what I mean. So it's like, you know, if you're eating at night, you say, I got to stop eating at night. Well, what if you're eating at night? Cause you feel lonely. You know, the stop eating at night isn't going to help your loneliness. That's the, that's the problem, right? So the, the symptom is you're eating at night. The, the core problem is that you feel lonely. So if we just stop eating at night, Hey, the core problem is still there. You know, now it's just exposed, you know? And so, you know, it's like the, the eating is like a bandaid over the wound. And so now you just, you just stop eating and now you just expose the wound and you feel like shit. And you, and you do a couple days of that and you say, oh, let's put the bandaid back on. <laughs> Can we start eating, please? I don't like feeling this. And so if we, that approach never resolves the problem. So if you say, oh, I feel lonely, that hurts. It, it's hard to like kind of acknowledge, oh, okay. But once you know that you feel lonely, now we're in solution land because now you can say, what are some ways I can deal with this? How can I feel more? What do you want to feel? I want to feel more connected. I want to feel more loved. I want to feel more kind of integrated into a community. I want to, whatever. I don't know what it is for you. It's a different for each person. I literally, I don't think she's here right now, but there's a, there's a client in the program right now. And this is exactly it. She said, I feel lonely. And so what did we do? You're never going to believe it. <laughs> it ain't rocket science, but to her, it felt like rocket science. Cause she never, she's very smart. Everyone in my program is smart. Um, but we get into ways of thinking where we miss the obvious stuff. So she's feeling lonely. Right. And so we recognize that and tell her to stop eating when you feel lonely. Hey, cut the shit. Stop emotional eating when you're lonely. That's not what I said to her. I said, okay, you feel lonely. What are some ways we can deal with that? She goes, I don't know. I could invite some friends over. Okay. Let's talk about that. Now, obviously there are some reasons why she didn't want to do that. We worked through those. She invited the friends over. Guess what? You're never going to believe it. She feels less lonely. And guess what happened when she felt less lonely? She started eating better. Okay. So again, we, we need to go to the deeper reasons, you know? And that, that's the solution. Um, just signed up for the free session. Good job, Morgan. Great job. Now, now listen to the session, but but the main thing is to watch that training. That training is the key thing. So make sure you set aside. It's about a half hour. Watch that training. And now you're on my email list, so I'm going to send you stuff. And um, it's really, every day I'll send you positive stuff. And I got some cool stuff coming at you anyways for, for free. Again, my goal, no one give you more free stuff than me. If someone does, you let me know about it. Um, but, but no one will give you more free stuff than I will. And then obviously I have a program too. If you want to work with me, um, you can do that as well, but I will, I'm going to help you regardless. You know, again, my mission is to help as many people as possible with their goal weight. And, uh, yeah, I'm gonna help you do that, but all right, I got to get out of here. I got to go. Um, I'm so ready to take so much. Yeah. Awesome. Morgan and get on here. I'm usually on here. The table's a little bit late, but I'm on here live Monday through Friday at 12. Um, so again, even if you don't get in the program, I'm happy to kind of, you know, help you out with whatever you're dealing with. Um, and, and do that. So, all right, guys, got everyone. If uh, you want to go deeper with what I'm talking about, obviously go go to the my bio, click the link, uh, get the hypnosis session, watch the training, read the emails I send you, and listen to the podcast. Right. So, program yourself. Then it's on all the podcast platforms, and uh, listening to that's going to help you. Right. We talk about something different every day. Um, answer people's questions. And we keep it practical and, and useful for you. So, um, yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You're all welcome. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow or today, Jody, if you'll be listening, but I'll, I'll hear you. I'll see you on there. All right, everyone. Have a super day. We'll talk soon. Bye.